Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I looked at the concept of flexibility and why it was important to stay flexible and do your range of motion exercises. But more importantly, I gave you some practical tips on how to work that into your day. So, If you'd like to increase your range of motion and be able to be more flexible, please check out last week's podcast. This week, I'm going to look at how to increase your health span. Now, we all know what a lifespan is, but health span is a term that was first used around 1987. So it's only been around for 30 some years. What health span is is the years of life spent in good health without serious illness, disability, or age-related chronic disease. Now that sounds pretty good. That's something that we all want. And the reason this is a fairly recent thing is 110 years ago, life expectancy in the United States was 47.3 years. You didn't live that long. A whole lot of people died of either accident or uh, illness, and by illness I mean like an infection. So it was a very short period of time that it took you to die. Now our average life expectancy is up to 78.7 years, and that's only in about a 100-year span that we've increased the life expectancy. And a lot of that was due to uh, the invention of antibiotics, a little bit better safety protocols, um, screening protocols so we can catch diseases earlier. Now, that being said, if you want to live a long, healthy life, the first thing you've got to do is stay on top of your health. So many people want to avoid going to the doctor. They don't go get their yearly screenings. They don't get their yearly checkups. They avoid that colonoscopy. And the reason for a lot of this is it's not pleasant. You know, a lot of your yearly checkups involve things that you just don't want to have done, so you avoid it. Well, that just makes things worse. So you need to do your self-exams. You need to keep a check on everything simply because if you can catch these things early, we've been able to dramatically increase the lifespan. Now that 78.7 lifespan includes all the people who died in accidents or died from whatever that died much younger. So once you live to age 65, your chances of living into your well into your 80s is extremely high because you've survived the part of life that is most likely to have major accidents so that's where the health span idea came from people were afraid that as we dramatically increased the lifespan and where we got people that were making it into their regularly making into their 80s and 90s and and even up to 100 that the problem was going to happen, that people were still going to hit um, disability at the same age. And they, they coined the term, the failure of our success. And the success was that you're making people live longer. The failure would be that you're living longer, but you're still sick. So, you know, you spend longer being unhealthy. So that's where people started looking at health span. Is it possible to live not just a long life, but for that long life to be healthy and you have less disability as you age? Now, unfortunately, about age 30, we hit our peak, uh, theoretically. 
you start to your body starts to decline uh, shortly after age 30 and you start losing uh, some estimates say 1.5 percent of your organ function every year however if you take good care of yourself if you eat right if you exercise if you stay active you can delay this loss of organ function now, it, when I say delay, you can reduce it. If you look at, um, you, if you go to your local 5K and you look, they put people in age groups. And generally, the people in the higher age groups are a little slower than the people in the lower age groups. And the reason for that is you lose some of your ability each year as you age. I mean, that's just inevitable. Now, when I say generally, there are some people in the age groups above me, significantly above me, that I still can't catch. So I just wanted to say that it's not a guarantee. It, it's you losing a percentage, so it depends on where you started from. And that's a major factor we want to look at. And the reason I say that is it's never too early to start trying to increase your health span because the earlier you work on this, you know, I, I guess the best way to say it is losing um, a little bit from really high is not as significant as losing a little bit from really low. So the healthier you are to start with, the longer you can go before this slight de decrease in ability starts to become a big deal. Now, I want to look at three specific studies that I found that looked into the health span and exercise I want to note that in these three studies, the average increase in lifespan was three years. So it's not a real, real, real significant uh, increase in lifespan. Although if you ask me if I wanted to live three more years or not, I would say, uh, yeah, I believe I do. So the first one was a study of runners over 50. They looked, they tried to make sure that the non-runners and the runners were pretty basically the same. They didn't like take a bunch of elite runners and a bunch of overweight smokers. They tried to get people that were very similar in weight and everything else. Just one group ran, one group did not run, and they followed them for 20-some years. The non-runners reached the point of disability 12 years earlier than the runners did. And in addition to that, the runners, and I want you to understand this, had fewer hip and knee replacements. Everybody talks about how bad running is for your hips and knees. It did not. They had less hip and knee replacement. The next one looked at University of Pennsylvania graduates, and they graduated in 1939 and 1940. And they followed up with them in 1962. They followed up with them again in 1986. And since then, they have been following up with them. What they found was that any of them who had developed a significant health risk like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obesity, uh, and most of these things were preventable and were preventable by exercise. But those that had developed these risk factors in either 1962 or 1986 were twice as likely to become disabled as those who had not developed these risk factors. But interestingly enough, although you were two, twice as many of them had become disabled, the age of death 
the average age of death between the two groups was very, very similar. So it's just that there were twice as many of the people who developed uh, preventable risk factors that were not able to carry out their own activities of daily living. And the last one was called the Arthritis Precursor Study. And they studied all these people. They followed them for years. And what they found was the people who exercised had half of the amount of disability as those who did not exercise. Now, the next thing they found out was that the onset of first disability, and that's just when you start to lose some of your activities of daily living, the exercisers pushed that back 8.7 years, and the onset of serious disability, they pushed that back a full 12 years. So from what it appears, the bottom line is if you want to live a healthier life longer, you need to go ahead and do your exercise. So you get your 30 minutes a day of moderate to vigorous exercise. And once again, that's where you can still carry on a conversation. You just can't sing happy birthday. Um, you'd be huffing and puffing too much. It, you don't have to go out for a sprint. You don't have to go do crazy heart exercises. You just have to get the heart rate and breathing up just a little bit. If you do that, you're going to cut your risk of disability in half, and you're going to give yourself a good 8 to 12 more years of good health. And to me, that would make my fitness a whole lot funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.